Hello and good afternoon, good morning, and in some places, good night, I suppose. Welcome to this week's new episode of Xbox Lunch Break Special. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. Folks, we have an outstanding show to you, which we thought we were opening with even more breaking news regarding ABK. Turns out, folks, and I'm kind of going to reiterate this as uh, people file in here, there is a document that is making the rounds, okay? Uh, I saw this pop into my... Uh, shout out to Lethal Papa for not only being an incredible modder, but dropping hot-button information into the uh, the DM as he normally does. And uh, this was posted by Snap Blast Play. And apparently... There is uh, something that is going around. Uh, it's a document from the CMA um, for uh, the ABK deal. I'm going to pull the document in front of me. Um, and uh, it looks, it, folks, it looks 100% legit. Uh, it looks 100% legit. But it is, has been confirmed by FOSS patents as well as post-up as being fake. So if you see this going around, this is a fake document regarding the uh, 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 the merger between Activision Blizzard King and Microsoft and the CMA's involvement. I do want to get this out there for everyone to see so you're not bamboozled and you don't start posting memes like some of the stuff that I saw, which were really funny, but not just yet. And, and, and it says clearly that as of the 17th of April, that the deal has, in fact, been approved with no concessions. And again, folks, I just want to reiterate, this document that has made the rounds as early as, I don't know, seven minutes ago, is and has been confirmed by some of the industry's best that we all go to for the hot-button information in post-up and FOSS patents. So I want to thank them for getting back to me or at least, well, getting you know, posting to the community that it, this is fake. Uh, I would imagine that in the coming weeks, folks, uh, all of this is going to be behind us. On the 26th, we are expected that the CMA is going to put out their final decision, and um, we already know that they have Sony's been moved off the board. It's only cloud, and cloud continues to get answered with all the deals that Microsoft is making. But we do have some monster topics. Uh, one of which is. Doesn't seem to be a big a, a big conundrum for me. Um, we're talking about Square Enix. They continue to post uh, loss after loss after loss, and uh, it turns out, folks, that uh, as great as Octopath Traveler Two is, well, folks, it is dying on the vine. Um, it is is has sold poorly on the PlayStation Five. It's sold pretty good on the Switch, which that's to be expected. That's a perfect Switch game, by the way. Um, and uh, PC wasn't mentioned, which obviously means that it's probably not selling well on PC. And Xbox wasn't mentioned. Oh, that's right, because Xbox was excluded from that conversation. And uh, thanks to Judge Corden, uh, who posted something, I believe it was like a week or so ago, that no one really talked about, is that there may be a strained relationship between Xbox and Square Enix now. This is what he's hearing. I'm going to read his direct quote. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what Microsoft could have possibly done uh, to Square Enix. They didn't like that they're withholding content. But 
their arrogance and honestly their stupidity is going to cost the company uh, in the in the long run because and I only I only bring this up, folks, it isn't because like it's breaking news. Oh my God, Square Enix hates Xbox. I'm bringing it up because of the Final Fantasy 16 trailer that dropped last week uh, on the Sony State of Play. Again, not for Boom. Um, I don't like modern Final Fantasies at all. Uh, this might be more action-oriented, and if it ever came to Xbox, I would certainly give it a go uh, just to give it a shot because I hated 15. I literally hated 15. I thought 15 and the boy band thing and the and the traveling in the car was just dumb. It just was just terrible. Um so we'll 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 see if that ever appeals to me. I mean, you never know. It, 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 there there were some instances where it did look really good, and there were other instances that I was like, well, I don't really need that in my life, and I'm not buying it for the PlayStation Five uh, because I'm just not. Uh, you know, if it was Final Fantasy Seven Part Two, well, that's a horse of a different color because I do want to see, I want to see that uh, that remake to completion. Um, but listen, let's get into the introductions, folks. And then, of course, we will get into some of the hot-button topics, and one of which is a studio that you see on the screen right now, Tango Gameworks. I got to tell you, folks, the more that we see from this studio, the more I have realized that Microsoft has something special on their hands. Xbox Game Studios is a lot better for having Tango Gameworks at part of XGS, uh, just... You know, all you have to do is look for what they've done for you lately. Um, their last foray into multi-plat gaming was uh, The Evil Within 2, which I'm not sure if you've played it. It is phenomenal. Definitely worth playing. A Hi-Fi Rush surprised all of us. And, of course, now I'm playing Tokyo uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, which I'm 10 hours in, and it's just it's phenomenal. It is for phenomenal. Uh, but Web Dave... You have a great. You had a great show yesterday. I popped in for a little bit, hung out with you guys. I did appreciate uh, you that. Got a new interview today <clears throat> that was uh, amazing. Of course, you, you you sat down with Post Up, and that guy, man, he is as smart as a whip. Boy, when I tell you, sharp as a tack. Post Up mm -hmm. knows what he is talking about. What a, what a gentleman gamer. Uh, another fantastic interview, um, and. Um, I'm happy to have mediated the fact that you guys could uh, work together. And, and really, that's really what it's it's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about other community members uh, working with each other to rise everyone up around them. I mean, that's really the whole point of community. And uh, that was a great, fantastic interview. And like I said, I've been talking with Post Up all morning, as a matter of fact. And yeah. uh, we might be able to get him on Wednesdays. Uh, show for primetime gaming he's going to check his schedule because i would imagine that and he actually put, put something in the uh, that i put in the dm next couple of weeks going to be very interesting especially in the abk talk so shout out to you and shout out to post up uh again for reaching out to me and confirming that this this you know this document is fake because obviously i would have done it as breaking news but i didn't want to say anything until i got the confirmation but dave good morning brother how are you feeling I'm doing fantastic. Uh, great show last night. Um, and then, of course, uh, both of us uh, got to be on the uh, Iron Lords uh, 300 episode, yes. uh, which was a total honor. Uh, I got to pop in there. And, uh, man, that it was just such a great show. Seven hours and 40 minutes, but it, it was all enjoyable. 
So it was awesome. So it was it was good, man. It was really good. And then of course, like I said, uh, last night we had Kaysante on. Uh, yeah, it was just Gamers good. Council. He's yeah. he's so he's such a such a professional. So awesome. But uh, man, I'm ready to get into topics today, man. I'm fired up. Let's do it. Yeah, you know what? I I I do want to offer once again uh, my congratulations to uh, four guys that I consider to be um, brothers, uh, and that of course is the Iron Lords. Uh, Three hundred of anything, folks, is something to be marvelled at for sure. Uh, but three hundred of a particular podcast is years and years of work. Uh, when you consider that they only do one Iron Lord podcast per week. Uh, and when you do one a week, that's four a month. And then you just do the math. So to get to 300 is an accomplishment worthy of another round of applause because they have th this community, as you have seen, uh, Dave and uh, Crazy Lou and Fuzzy, there are a lot of folks, which we don't name names here because that's not what we do, have taken the shortcut to success by using hate-motivated content, by uh, by using uh, negativity to further their brand. And if there's one thing that you can look at uh, and be proud of and smile and applaud, it's how the Iron Lords have done the lord's work if you will by doing it the right way by using the community as the focal point of their channel uh it's a lot it's a lot of the work that we all here do uh and it's and it's and it's great to see that they've built a channel and they've built a community around uh the grassroots of gaming meaning taking your time uh doing the right thing by by its members on the panel doing the right thing by making their content fun. So again, once again, shout out to the Iron Lords for hitting that milestone of 300. That's a big deal. Uh, Crazy Lou Gaming, brother. Good morning. How are you feeling? Man, boom. I am feeling awesome. I mean, wow. What an intense morning. News dropping by everywhere. I mean, it's just been crazily insane. I mean, seriously, I even forgot to put on some pants to come on the show. No, I'm just Holy matrimony. Don't get up. <laughs> This is PG, brother. Don't stand up. This no, is PG. No, no. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I, just, I, I got my pants on. But hey, man, it's been an exciting morning. I, I can't love wait it. to jump on this news. We got lots to talk about today. Super happy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have we have actually a lot to get into. Uh, and uh, one one of the most exciting things is to learn uh, that we uh, we have. I mean, multiple people uh, have come out and talked about this uh regarding uh what uh, what is next for tangle gameworks and apparently they're they have two projects in active development uh one of which is rumored and expected to be evil within three uh which after playing two and the way it ended you would imagine there is going to be a three uh didn't like didn't like the first one played about maybe three or four hours into it i actually am going to start that after i finish a couple of games because i want to see what 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 I missed? I must have missed something about the game, and uh, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna play it from start to finish. I enjoyed the second one so much. I beat it twice. I loved loved the second one. Uh, so the third one is probably gonna be as even better than the second one. And now that they have a uh, Microsoft backing them, they have the funding to really push the pedal to the metal. I'd imagine it's gonna be amazing. But it's the 
JRPG that is rumored to be cell shaded that has me over the moon excited because we don't know how far along this project is. Um, we didn't even know the project existed until everyone started coming out with these rumors. And of course, I'll give the shout out to where I got the information from. But uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, good morning, brother. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm doing great. Glad to be here with you guys. Uh, happy to interact with everybody in the chat. Man, so close to this ABK deal getting wrapped up before E3 or Xbox Showcase or whatever we want to refer to it as. But, man, some interesting topics to get into today. And, man, can't wait to do this. Let's let's get into it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you know what? Let's open up with Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, this is the game that uh, obviously launched uh, on the PlayStation 5 last year as an exclusive. Uh, it finally has made its way to the Xbox uh, Xbox Game Pass. Um, and it came in and people were excited. And then the next day, no one talked about it. Uh, there were some criticisms towards the game in regards to it being some of its side missions not being the most detailed um it being it, it having a map that is you know comparable to some extent to a lot of things to do um i.e assassin's creed uh, it even came in from jez corden where he talked about how he enjoyed the lore and the world and the gameplay but he it was a bit he was a bit stuck scratching his head where this this game that is a first-party game, wasn't optimized uh, for the Series X the way it probably should have been. Uh, I am playing it. Now, there are two modes for it. There is, you know, the 30 frames mode, uh, There, is, but there is a 60 frames mode, which is what I'm playing in, and it runs incredibly super smooth. I've had no bugs whatsoever, no crashes, no problems with my saves. Uh, anytime that I have died... It's because of something that I did, as you're going to see on the screen, which I don't die very often because the game is not not head smashing against the wall hard. It's just that you, you know some of these ghosts that you come across they're, they're difficult, especially if you get attacked by a pack of them. Um, but this is the game that I think um, there are a couple of things that jump off the page for me personally about Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, number one. Uh, after the success of Hi-Fi Rush, which came out of nowhere earlier this year, um, I think it's something to be said that this game, Tokyo Ghostwire Tokyo, should be on your radar to see what exactly this studio is capable of doing. And I am just about 11 hours in. I played the entire weekend. I have a, a only I only recorded, and this is a little bit late into the game. Uh, because, you know, it's not slow. You know, your powers are limited. But when you start ramping up and you start getting the fire and the ice and, and you start mixing the elements, it's it's something you'll see it on the screen. This is much later into the game. It's probably around seven or eight hours in. So you're going to see a lot of my powers like really at, at, at their maximum. Um, I don't understand how people are not talking about this game. I, I know that. There's a lot to play, but this is something you need to put on your radar, especially if you are a fan of this type of manga anime genre. Uh, it is very, very soaked in lore. Um, the story is, I think, fantastic so far. Um, I, I the, the, the character is endearing. 
what he's you know he's fighting for is you know it it, it could, could be some people consider atypical he's fighting for his sister that got kidnapped okay not the greatest story but you gotta you gotta really see what the story is to appreciate what's going on um web dave i'll go to you first have you tried ghostwire tokyo or or, or, or after hi-fi rush is this a game that's on your radar uh, yes, I have tried it. I played it for about maybe two, two and a half hours. Didn't get a chance to spend a whole lot of time on it um, but yeah, so far. But I plan on uh, completing it. it it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I like the mechanics. Um, they're, they're just a little, they're unique. Um, so it makes it, uh, it makes it a nice um, uh, kind of, you know, change of pace. Um, took me a little bit to kind of grasp some of the, uh, some of the, the items that are just around there where you can get power from. Um, I know I missed a bunch of it first, <laughs> so I need to I need to go back and uh, you know maybe maybe restart now that I know a little better how to play it. Um, but no, it's 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 a lot of fun. I like your like your footage shows. Um, it's beautiful. I mean, it's um, and it's you know it's got some creepy elements to it, but it's not like totally horror. But it's it's definitely got enough um, you know shock value. And there's sometimes when you know there's so much stuff coming at you that you kind of panic trying to you know back up to get to get yourself um you know set up for the next uh to clear the room as it were or you know because if you're not careful you can they can get on you pretty quick so yeah. i like it it's it's very well done very well designed i'm hoping it's something that um you know that can i can make a, a franchise out of it to to continue like you know like a yeah you know something that they can actually you know bring to the store for the story was good i like how you can actually um have the subtitles and then have it all in you know Japanese if you want, which is how I do it. I, I do. My, Mrs. Boomstick and I obviously we've talked about this before. We, well, me and her are huge uh, uh, subtitle watchers, if you will. Mm-hmm. We love uh, uh, like our our biggest thing right now is K dramas, like something we really enjoy. So uh, I would not have even if they had the option. I'm not even sure that they do, but if they do, we wouldn't switch to it. I think that it's best played with the original voiceover in Japanese, you just read the subtitles, yeah. in my opinion. Not me. I'm uh, being dyslexic. Uh, sometimes it's kind of yeah. harder. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I kick it on English. <laughs> no, that's fine. Sorry. Listen, that's... No, no, no. Listen, you, 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 you have nice to the enjoy the game, there. brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's nice the options there, though. That's the cool part. Options are good, folks. Uh, you know, that's what, make, that's, that's what gaming is all about. Options are good. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Uh, it definitely does. I don't want to say the word drag because that would imply that there is an issue. I will say this: just play the game and allow for the storytelling to happen for you. Allow for the uh, the, the the game to tell you what to do because it's a bit overwhelming, especially. When you start looking at the map, like my, I have, ex, I have expanded the map, and the map is very Assassin's Creed esque. There is a lot to do. There are a lot of side missions. Now you don't have to do them. Some of them are go into a bathroom and hand a ghost a roll of toilet paper because that actually happened, and I had to go find another one because one wasn't enough, and that actually happened, and that was a mission. But there are more elaborate ones. There are more ones soaked in lore and. Uh, and uh, you know th- that that are a bit emotional. You know, one woman lost her, her daughter, and the daughter's spirit is somewhere. You have to go find it. Again, it, it's you don't have to do them, but I I am quite enjoying it. And every time 
I'm like, it's for me anyway, how I love, and this is why I love um, Ubisoft games. As I'm going to point A, there's always going to be something on to the left or to the right. This is very, this is very Witcher-esque. If you're a Witcher fan and you like that map loaded with things to do, this is definitely going to be right up your alley, especially if you like, you know, clearing map sections and there's, you've done everything in that section and you go, that, that this game might be for you. Um, Crazy Lou Gaming, have you had a chance, my friend, to get into Ghostwire Tokyo? To be honest, no, I have not gotten that chance because I'm too busy playing Resident Evil, trying to beat, get through it. But yes, you know, I haven't sat down and said, okay, let me sit down and play this game and see how it goes. But I, I remember everybody was playing it on Twitter, everybody was excited about it, and like out of nowhere, everybody just like sued down, just came quiet about it. A lot of people were complaining about the performance issues, stuff like that. I mean, I haven't played it too, to be to be saying that, that if I found an issue or anything. But I know is it's a Tango Game Works game, and it seems a lot of fun. I mean, I, people that are playing it have actually told me they're enjoying it, and yeah, that's all I got to say about that. To be honest, because I mean, I haven't sat down and tried it yet. So, no, I mean, it's fair. It, it, it's fair. Obviously, I've seen a lot of people make mentions that they would love to see a Doctor Strange game uh, be made by the studio, just by the way the hand movements are, especially mm-hmm. when, you start, when they pull the strings out, when you pull the soles with the strings. This has a... The hand movements, if you look at the what's happening, are very Doctor Strange-esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that if there was an opportunity to bring a Doctor Strange game uh, to fruition... That would be awesome, and I think this could be the the not so much the groundwork, but certainly the uh, the 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 structure of how you would do a first person Doctor Strange game. It, I don't know. I again, I've, I've seen that mentioned a couple of times. I like that. Um, but it's it, it's one. It's it's a game that I will say this: if you want to see the future of Xbox game studios, especially in the Eastern region of the world, meaning Japan and China, things of that nature. These games that Tango Gamework have put out, especially for Xbox in 2023 and Hi-Fi Rush and now Ghostwire Tokyo are a clear indication that this studio is a winner. This studio is something special and to have it, as first party folks, we're going to get into what they're potentially working on next. You should be excited. And again, I understand JRPGs, not for everyone. I hear you, but they're certainly for me. And the fact that we're, we're going to get into Square, how Square Enix has completely disregarded Xbox. You, you kind of need to do your own thing. You can't trust Square. Uh, and if Square becomes first party with Sony, which is it is expected that is that might happen. Um, you'll never get another JRPG from Square. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, Fuzzy, you said I know you said you haven't had a chance to play it, uh, but w- based on what you've seen, but based on what you've read and you heard, is this a game that you're eventually going to try? Well, I've played it, just not on Xbox yet. Like, um, oh, okay. So you did play it on PlayStation then? Yeah. And okay. and it's one of those things where I didn't finish this and Deathloop on PlayStation because I wanted to get all the achievements on Xbox. But yeah, it. I think the biggest thing is this was one of those games after playing where I was a fan of The Evil Within, 
but I definitely like this a bit more, even though it's not your horror style game, but it's, it's got some of those characters from like a lot of the movies, like the ring and, and well, what yes. the ring was based off of in this, that I really like seeing those characters. Those are the types of movies me and my, my wife watch a lot. And I, I like the, the powers and elements and things like that, as far as the combinations that you're able to cast, um, instead of worrying about having limited ammo in, in like, you know, some of the other horror movies and, or, or horror games and stuff like that, having built uh, powers and things like that. And, you know, a small amount of puzzles, some, some traversal as far as being able to kind of not really grapple, but like you can uh, pull towards certain floating demons to get on rooftops and things like that. And they're, you know, dogs that you can pet and cats that you can buy stuff from i mean it it's it's a really interesting game and it's one of those that well i haven't you know started picking it up on on xbox just yet i think i'm about 22 24 somewhere around 20 plus hours into it on, on playstation so it's it's the big recommendation do the side story stuff to get the additional abilities Yes. Um, if if you're not really looking to get additional abilities and you want to make it a little bit harder as far as the progression, then just go through the story stuff. But um, the side stuff is where it, it pays off, even though, yeah, some of them are fetch quests. Some of them may be your your like typical side type thing where you're you're going to find something or, or retrieve something. But they're still fun and still coming across like either trying to sneak past some of the, the spirits or trying to get them in a group where you can pretty much set them all on fire and then pull the cores out of them at the same time. Yeah. It, it's a lot of fun. And it's, it's got that gratifying feeling. Like I know a lot of people were saying, okay, look at how, um, um, Redfall has it where you can like do the stake through the heart. And it has like that, that satisfying like plunge feeling you, you get that same deal when you're able to pull the cores out of some of the demons and things like that here. So it's, it's a lot of fun. We'll be playing at some point later, either this week or next week on, on Xbox. But for anybody that hasn't had a chance to play it at all, whether it be PlayStation or PC, this is definitely one of the, the, the pretty good or if not great IPs, new IPs that Xbox has. And it's, it's well worth a playthrough or at least a try. Yeah, so, no, I I, abs- I absolutely agree. Uh, and again, I will say this: the game is not going to be for everyone. Like I said, if you are someone that appreciates manga, if you appreciate anime, if you appreciate a lot of the horror elements that we have known and seen in film from Japan. This game is definitely going to jump off the page for you. Again, it's not—it's not going to jump off the page for everyone, but look, it—it—it's—I it, think personally, it's so different than your average and normal first-person quote-unquote shooter that it certainly might be something that you'll pick up. And 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 again, like I said, in the beginning, it is a bit overwhelming. Please. Don't be disheartened where it seems like it's too much thrown at you. Because I felt a little overwhelmed. and I've been gaming since 1978. But again, I'm also used to having these big maps with a whole bunch of things to do. And once you start to learn and start to find things, you appreciate the traversal aspect of it is amazing. And he, uh, uh, Fuzzy had made mention of it. There are these 
winged demons that are, 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 are that are scattered around the, the environment and sometimes they're close next to the roofs of buildings and you use that 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 whip that you see uh to to, to, to gra grapple onto them and lifts you all the way up and you can now jump on the rooftops and there's a there's a power that you get that when you jump off of the roof and you hold a you kind of like you 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 float you can move while you're floating it's there there's a lot to be excited about but there's two that i i want to continue this conversation because i want to talk about what's next for um uh for tango gameworks now idol sloth uh the human idol sloth good friend of this program and great friend of this community uh put out a tweet uh, a couple hours ago where uh he put according to spanish xbox insider um, extras uh, TV Tango Gameworks is working on a JRPG and on another project that will be based on a new IP. So, if he's correct in saying so, that means that there that they potentially have three uh, projects they're working on. These two new I IPs, one of which is a JRPG, which is expected and rumored to be in the same graphical vein as hi-fi rush and i say yes please because well hi-fi rush is what you have to say and the other thing that i will say is um i got just i just got confirmation that next monday on this exact show extras tv is going to be joining us to hang out for the entire podcast i would i've been back and forth with him in dms he's amazing uh he, if you're not subscribed to his channel i don't know what you're doing mm -hmm. But the guy's legit. Boom, uh, let, and me, he, let me help you out yeah. a little bit. Ecsta it's ecstasies. <clears throat> oh, it's, okay. Yeah, I don't know why I yeah. said extras, but so it's <laughs> ecstasies TV. Thank you for that, brother. Yeah, I, I I really dig the guy's stuff. Um, I obviously have to use it because I don't I don't really fully understand Spanish. So when he he speaks in Spanish, I have I have the subtitles going, so I just read that one. But uh, yeah, he's gonna be joining us, uh, which is awesome. Um, and, uh, obviously he's, his newest podcast, if you go to idle sloth, you follow idle sloth, idle sloth, 84 underscore, you, he has where he actually talks about it, um, uh, uh, timestamp. So definitely go over and follow, uh, not only idle sloth, but ecstasy's TV as well. Uh, cause again, both great dudes. Uh, I'm going to go to you first, uh, crazy loop gaming, um, if there's one thing that – well, I can't really say one thing because I'm going to get into it again. I'm sorry, folks. It, it, there are a lot of things missing from the the Xbox uh, first-party uh, Game Pass helpings, if you will. Family, obviously, fighting, we know. JRPGs is something that, well, they never had before. And it, it appears, based on this rumor, that – that could be changed. Uh, and again, remember, they've been working on Hi-Fi Rush for years. We didn't know about it. And out of nowhere, the team decided, we're going to shadow drop this. And it wound up being, it's on my high list for Game of the Year uh, already. If, again, if you haven't played it, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's phenomenal. The humor, the writing, the graphics, the control, the story. It is as close to a perfect release that we have seen in the past decade. There is literally nothing wrong with the game. It is perfection in the making. 
How do you feel about that, about uh, Tango Gameworks taking their Japanese expertise, because they are a Japanese studio, and potentially bringing that awesomeness that we saw in both Ghostwire Tokyo, which is, you know, which I'm playing now, and Hi-Fi Rush that came out of completely nowhere, and making an exclusive JRPG for Xbox. Is, is that what the platform needs? Yes, I, that, it does need JRPGs. We need a bunch of JRPGs in that platform, seriously. And I'm really happy that the studio, if they're actually doing it, they're taking risk. And this is something that has not been happening for, for a long time. We have obviously studios just, just go for what's for sure. Like, for example, with Activision Blizzard, all they go for is Call of Duty. They take little risk on, on, on making other games. And I'm happy that these guys, besides doing these horror great games that they used to do, because, I mean, Tango Game Wars was known for what? Evil Within, Evil Within 2. Now we have Ghostwire Tokyo, which was like part of the horror genre. But I don't know if it's not scary because yeah, I haven't played it. But, at, you know, we see them jump into Hi-Fi Rush and look how successful they did with Hi-Fi Rush. I mean, that game is amazing. So them taking a risk on making JRPGs and bring JRPGs to the platform, that is freaking awesome. And I really wish that it, this rumor actually is true because, hey, I do miss those JRPGs action type games. I mean, I really do miss that. I mean, I really do miss taking my time, you know, like Planet Man's X, should I use magic? Should I use to heal? You know, stuff like that. Not not how it is now that you go over there. You're like, yeah, I got a big sword. Let me go slash everything and mess everybody up and slash <laughs> everything. Up. No, no, no. I want to take my time, you know, strategize. Like, use all these combinations and tags, stuff like that. You know, like Persona 5, like how Chrome Trigger was back in the day, man. I miss those type of games. So really, if they are doing it, Super happy, super psyched, and I know it's going to come out great because, hey, they've been doing great with their games. I, I agree. Uh, I look, look, folks, um, when you have a studio that is known specifically as being a horror studio, right? Like that, that's what that's what Tang, that's what Tango Gameworks was known for. Uh, that's what the director uh uh Shinji was known for he, he he can't he helped create resident evil he moved on to create this studio now obviously it was a bit shocking that he left um but from what we understand he left because he wanted to retire he's been in the business for a long long time and he wanted to retire now, is he gonna stay retired who the heck knows is he probably gonna still help out at tango if they have questions, if they, you know, they, they, they reach out to him, of course he is. Um, but he apparently has, uh, is, is incredibly satisfied and uh, confident with who he has left to precede him after he's officially gone. Uh, and I'm okay with that. I mean, listen, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's, he's created the studio. He left. That kind of sucks. But I don't think that it's, it's, it's all spirals down. Um, you know that doesn't usually happen um but this is this is this is for me to see a studio that many people in this community didn't even know was Microsoft first party to come out and drop bomb after bomb cuz ghostwire tokyo is a bomb in a good way you got to play it again it may not be for you and that is okay um but i say uh, yeah, Jackson in the, in the chat says, "I wish Ghostwire would have had had been third person." 
I can see that. Uh, I can see how a third person might, a mode might have been better, but I think that's like literally making a new game because the the the, the extensive handwork that has gone into um, the first person mode. I don't know how that would translate um, to first uh, from first to third or third to first. I'm, I'm not sure. Like I said, again, it's if, if first person games aren't your thing and you're really into third person. And this game is definitely not for you. But I say if if you want something that's different and edgy and and uh, has a horror element to it uh, and has a that's really focusing on like like unbelievable amounts of magic that you see on the screen, that you should definitely give this a shot. Web Dave, let, let, let's get your hot take on this because again, many many uh, insiders are now. Uh, talking about this is not you know we've heard it from idle sloth uh, you know ecstasies we've heard it from uh, hazardor gaming put out something this morning hazardor shout out to you brother for always keeping us up to date uh what what are your thoughts on uh, on on a jrpg from tango all right well let me i'll give you my thoughts on that um while you read the dm fuzzy dropped something in there for you it's a little breaking news for you um, for us, <laughs> as it were. But yes, I think a, a JRPG would be fantastic. I think it's um, you know it's a great studio, and they definitely have the ability uh, to do uh, to do it. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You, you see the the, the amazing uh, designers they have, and the graphics and stuff that they, that they can put out, and the gameplay. And um, I mean, why not? Because uh, you know, I, I really. It, I think that's something that would be great for them to try. And um, they have, you know, I guess the culture uh, that would, uh, for quote-unquote JRPG, um, that um, that could make it work. I, I, would, I mean, graphically, I think they could really pull it off, too. And especially if it's something started from scratch, you know, then you're going to have the the Xbox in mind with, with the pulling the full resources out of the machine and I think that that's uh, that's that's the way to go. And why not, man? It'd be great. I'd love to see him do it. Yeah, me too. Uh, I would like I said, um, their storytelling is impressive. But I think what jumps off the page for me, Crazy Lou and Dave and Fuzzy, is the world building. Mm-hmm. Like if you just look at the screen. Now, granted, I, I apologize. It, it's a dark game, which which is why I like to keep with very colorful racers, because it it you know while you're watching or listening to the show, you can watch footage. Uh, it's it's a very dark game, folks. This is this game is dark, but listen, uh, the world the world building in this game is amazing. The world building in High Five Rush is astounding. Uh, so if you if you take those two ideologies. And you turn around and you say, JRPG, new IP, new characters. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I, like, I'm stoked beyond recognition. I, I think that this is, that we could see something uh, that could rival some of the best RPGs in the business. Uh, Fuzzy, uh, thanks so much for dropping it in. We have some breaking news. It's not world-breaking news. It has nothing to do with ABK. It has to do with Joseph Staten. Uh, we'll get to that as a, we'll, we'll jump into that. Mm-hmm. Good for Joseph. Uh, he's uh, apparently a really good dude, a really nice guy. Uh, so I want, I'm glad to see that he is going to find success after leaving Microsoft uh, and specifically 343 Industries. 
Um, but uh, let, let's let's get you to your hot take on what Tango could bring to the Xbox gaming community when you consider just their again their last two bodies of work are soaked in lore and storytelling mm-hmm. and yeah my, my 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 stealth aspect didn't work there and this bitch is hard <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now she is tough um, she's like she's like a mini boss. Yeah. Uh, as you, you you'll you'll tell for how she dices me to pieces. Uh, but it, let's uh let, let let's get your uh let's get your hot take on this, brother. As, as far as with Tango GameWorks, I think they they're definitely like that wild card because we weren't expecting Hi-Fi Rush at all. Like we had heard a name uh you know floating around a couple of months prior, and that it was going to be like Jet Set Radio ish, but. They, they have that capability with their, their I guess he's going to wind up being the new studio lead, uh, Johannes. Um, yes, 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 with, yes. With that IP is definitely going to continue. Um, and if they revisit the Evil Within or continue the Ghostwire, um, you know, IP, both of those are, are definitely worthwhile as far as there, there are so many different avenues they can take Ghostwire uh, down. And expand on not just the the map size, but the overall story or the the potential characters or, or um, the lore of different demons and things along those lines. Uh, but Evil Within, it's it's going to be basically, and I hate to say it's a carbon copy, it's not, but it's it's basically our in house you know Resident Evil to some extent. Yes, um, but they yes. they'll have it, its own spin to it, and it, it definitely has. A lot of of different you know story beats that it could take as far as for for future iterations, but with the the news of that that JRPG that's going to be kind of like a cell shaded, like the way Hi-Fi Rush caught us off guard, I think this will probably catch a lot of people off guard. Not in like a way where they're like, oh, what is this? It'll, it'll be more like they they would have never expected this from Tango, let alone on Xbox in general. So I think it's something that will give not just fans here in the States, but, you know, fans abroad, something to look forward to. I that, agree. You know, yeah. doesn't skip Xbox like normally. So I, 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 there's a lot of potential in that studio and they're, they're on a hiring spree right now looking for additional talent. And, you know, when um, uh, Mikami left or with him leaving, he'd left it in good hands. So I, yeah. I think that they're, they're going to be, you know, we may not see it today, but when you talk about some of Xbox's, you know, best studios, I think they'll be in the conversation in up and coming years. I mean, they, their body of work as of recent is has been a lot better than what we've seen probably when they were just solely under Bethesda by itself. Um, these two last two IPs, I, I think, are a testament of what their future can be. And, you know, when people talk about how, you know, 343 or Turn 10 or Coalition are awesome and you got, you know, Obsidian and, you know, the main proper of Bethesda, you know, Tango Gameworks is going to be in that conversation as well, along with Ninja Theory and a few others. So I, I look forward to what they're they're going to do. Um, like I said, I enjoyed my my time with Ghostwire on, on PlayStation and Hi-Fi Rush was just that that nice, almost like nostalgic surprise that none of us were really expecting and kind of you know caught the world by storm so they, they definitely got a lot lot of uh potential going forward yeah i mean obviously they're they are on a hiring spree 
uh, and they are uh, looking to uh, again. I, I I was under the impression that the next up for them was to go back to their roots in um, horror. Uh, actually, Sebastian Cooper in the chat says, "I just want evil within three. Why can't we just have it?" <laughs> Uh, it's coming, brother. Um, obviously, if you 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 like the series, the second one ended in a, in a bit of a cliffhanger. No, no, no spoilers to the ending. Most games end in a cliffhanger, especially if it, if it's a series. So there's no no nothing. I'm not um, ruining anything for you. I will say that you should play it for sure. Uh, it is phenomenal. Um, again, I I did not enjoy the first one, but that's because I didn't put the proper time into it. I'm actually going to play through it and see. What what I didn't see originally because it might have been that there's too many games out. Um, I should have loved it because I'm a Resident Evil, uh, you know, whore master, if you will. Uh, I love Resident Evil; it's my favorite franchise of all gaming. Um, and uh, I should have loved the Evil Within. I, I don't know what happened with me personally that it wasn't at uh, you know the high list for me, but I'm definitely going to play it. Uh, I will say that um, for me. I love seeing these studios that no one really equates to anything come out and shock the world. And I think that was done uh, with Hi-Fi Rush earlier this year. Uh, I didn't get this on the PlayStation 5 the same way that I got uh, Deathloop because I was like, yeah, at this point, I'm just going to wait. And I'm, I'm actually glad I did uh, because um, obviously they added all the DLC for free. And uh, that's all part of Game Pass. So it's definitely, uh, like I said, I, I, in closing, it, it, it's certainly worth your time. Uh, definitely check it out. And I will say that the future for Xbox Game Studios is incredibly bright, uh, especially having a studio in the re Eastern region uh, where Microsoft has struggled for, for decades. Uh, this is going to be a big deal. Uh, and if their JRPG is anything uh, close to the storytelling and the lore building and the world building that we've seen just in their last two bodies of work, you should be incredibly excited. But let's talk about, folks, the breaking news. Uh, now, this comes the way of many people in the chat. So I, I can't shout you out individually because obviously there's a lot of you saying this. Uh, Joseph Staten. Uh, and I think you know who he is. Uh, he was a major part of getting uh, 343 Industries and, uh, you know, uh, correct enough to get Halo Infinite out of the door. Um, he obviously worked with Bungie many, many years ago. He is the, I don't know, you can say the godfather of, of Halo. He's written books about it. He's been, in, it, it's been very involved with the series since Halo 1. Uh, well, folks, he, he left, obviously, 343 Industries. We learned that uh, last week that he left Microsoft altogether. There was some talk within the industry that he was going to return back to Bungie and potentially be working with PlayStation because right now Bungie is having a tough go at it. Uh, their last uh, you know DLC that came out for the game did not hit very well. Uh, they were very, very disappointed. Uh, it's currently a 70 on Metacritic. Um, unfortunately, on top of that bad news, there's a bunch of layoffs happening. Uh, the uh, uh, Destiny 2 uh, had, a, had these servers, had to have an emergency shutdown for something that happened. 
So it has not been good. And I, even me, I was like, yeah, I, I think that maybe, uh, you know, he's headed back to Bungie. I'm not going to make perfect sense. Well, no, folks, that's actually not, not where he's ending up. Apparently, he has just announced via his official uh, Twitter account. Uh, he says this, folks. So today I am thrilled to announce that I have joined Netflix Games as creative director of a brand new AAA multi-platform game and original IP. Uh, and that's that's his second post. Um, the first post, I actually didn't even see this until now. He says, in my, wor- in my work life, there's nothing... Uh, I love more than collaborating with others to build worlds filled with iconic characters, deep mysteries, and endless adventures. And of course, then he then followed that with the announcement on Netflix. Um, I mean, I'm happy for him. He's, you know, he's he's obviously the creative director at this new studio uh, that was only formed a couple of years ago for Netflix. Um, they haven't put out a whole bunch of stuff, folks, but they are apparently are getting, you know, they're dipping their toe more so now that I think they're up to their knee into gaming. Uh, I don't know how great the game is going to be or it's not going to be, but it is Joseph Staten. And uh, I'm happy for him that he found where he, you know, he, he, he landed safely where, you know, in Netflix. Um, Dave, anything you want to add to this? Again, this is breaking news, sure, but not the biggest news of the day for, for, for sure, at least in my opinion. Right. Well, um, it's a big win uh, for Netflix, for yes, sure, because 100%. he is uh, a brilliant uh, creative. And, um, you know, and if he's getting the chance to, um, you know, not really sure if it's a it's a project that they brought him onto or if it's as a they're letting him have free reign over something that he's wanting to do. So not really sure what way, which way that falls yet. But either way, um it's a big, it's a big plus for them. It's a big win for them, and uh, you know, good on him. He, he's he's uh, he's one of the good guys. Um, you know, he's he's worked hard in the industry, and if he feels like uh, this is something he wants to do to get his, you know, get some creative, hopefully it'll be a win for all of us because we love playing games. So hopefully it'll be something we can all enjoy. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, listen, he specifically he kind of told us what he's doing, right? You know, uh, you know, it, 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 the game is going to be packed with mysteries. We don't know if it's a first-person shooter. We don't know if it's a third-person shooter. Heck, for what we know, it could be a side-scroller. Uh, but listen, the fact that he's landed safely um, and he's doing, you know, he's doing the work he loves to do. You should all you should do is applaud for him. Uh, again, wherever he's gone, he's made success, and uh, it was his return to Halo that got, uh, you know, infinite out, you know, off of the single-player infinite out of the uh of, of where it was and uh i i, I loved infinite uh, single player i love the multiplayer obviously but i loved the single player i'm i'm saddened that he's not involved and we don't have anything planned for halo infinite i think that's a it's a giant l at least in my opinion but it's it is what it is uh fuzzy let's get your hot take on this brother joseph staten <laughs> lands at netflix good for netflix for sure Oh yeah, and and this is probably just me reading the tea leaves or or you know taking a trip to speculation town. But uh, <laughs> you know when when Xbox employees leave and they go somewhere, you ever notice how Microsoft acquires that company? I don't know. You know, you might be <laughs> on to something. Yeah, you never know. I mean, Netflix is working with Microsoft like right now. Mm-hmm. 
So there's, I mean, back to like Joseph himself, good on him as far as the the deal with going to Netflix. Was kind of a little concerned if he had gone back to Bungie. Not that that would be a bad thing per se, but just from an optic standpoint, it was it, it would show that there's possibly more rumblings that that may turn out from from three four three. But in the in the grand scheme of things, I think if he's getting the chance to do a you know triple A multi platform new IP over there, more power to him. And it'll be something that I'm pretty sure a lot of us will be looking forward to. Uh, not sure exactly how that's going to play out on Netflix itself, but uh, you know, looking forward to whatever they produce. But uh, yeah, I. I said, uh, you know, congrats to him on Twitter and said, bookmark this for uh, uh, Microsoft's next uh, acquisition. So we'll see. Because there was talks of, you know, acquisition stuff before, even though it was some analyst that was probably overthinking things. But there was some talk about Microsoft acquiring Netflix. They have the money to do it. I don't foresee them doing it just yet, but. Or, or in the grand scheme of things, but you know, you never know. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Mike Quick. I, I keep on calling him Mike Quick, but um, Mike Ibarra and and uh, you know Ferguson went over to to Blizzard and and Activision and stuff, and you know, so we already know what happened there. And there was another, I guess, studio that they acquired, and I can't remember who it was that went there. Uh, or left Xbox to go over there, and then they wound up acquiring it. it. Was like, oh, you can't, you can't escape us. So we'll see. Two or three years from now, if if Microsoft picks up uh, Netflix, this will be another uh, another instance of Microsoft sending a plant. <laughs> no, it's. Hey, I mean, listen, you're you, you're not wrong. You, you you're not wrong in saying so simply because, well, <laughs> I mean, look what happened with uh, uh, Mike Ybarra. Look yeah. what happened with Rod Ferguson. They're both at Blizzard, and they mm-hmm. all will be returning back to work for Microsoft <laughs> just in their current roles over there. I mean, listen, it's look, if Microsoft were to acquire uh, at some point uh, Netflix, I think ultimately uh, what that would do, uh, it, it would add an arm to Xbox or to Microsoft for that matter. To take IPs uh, that um, that need an avenue for anime and for for film, obviously we know that um, Netflix is doing Gears, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been—I mean, I don't know what the turnout would have been. Uh, you know, Netflix doing it versus uh, Paramount's Halo. I, I can tell you what I don't think would have happened. I don't think we would have saw Master Chief's ass. And I don't think that we would have saw his face for the entire show rather than keeping the helmet on. So maybe that aspect of, or, or you know, would, would would be, you know, again, they they're working together. We know that for a fact, folks. That that they're working together. Um, but it would be pretty amazing, uh, and it would be pretty crazy that, like you said, if some point that Joseph Staten leaves Microsoft. To then get acquired, and then he's back working for my. It would be a funny story. Um, <laughs> I'm just happy for him. I, I really like the body of work he's done over the course of his career. Um, and uh, obviously, I'm, I was very, very saddened that he is not going to uh, have any involvement in what happens next with Master Chief. Uh, I'm incredibly saddened 
that we're I don't know when the next time we're gonna uh have a single player uh you know uh, Halo. I don't know when that's gonna be. I know they're switching over to Unreal Engine 5, which I think is huge. But I hope something happens much sooner than later. Uh, I just, I just, I just, I just miss Halo and specifically Master Chief being uh, in the zeitgeist of gaming. He's just nowhere to be found, and that's ultimately that's just sad uh, for me anyway. As as being a huge Halo stan, I got almost 14 days in Halo Infinite, folks. Like I'm like for real, like really love that game. Uh, Crazy Lou Gaming, let's get your hot take on this. Again, I, not the biggest story, but it's breaking news. Joseph Staten lands safely at Netflix. This is this is a big deal. This is a big deal for Netflix. Obviously, he's the creative director of whatever this new IP is. Um, I don't know uh, who's making it, what studio out that, that, you know, and we know it's Netflix making it, but we don't know what studio is making it. What are your thoughts on this, man? Super happy, super happy that he landed a job and that, you know, that he's, he's making a new IP, and also that means more games for us, especially it's going to come out from Netflix, so can't wait to see what, what idea is going to come out of, out of that. I mean, super happy about that news, uh, because we need, you know, everybody to jump into gaming, so that way, you know, everybody sees how important gaming is, how much fun it's getting, and, and that everybody, you know, everybody is getting into it. So, yes, super excited, super happy that... He actually landed a job with their Netflix. Super happy that they're working on a new IP, especially multi-platform. So can't wait to see what this game is going to be. I bet it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I, I mean, again, I, I, I agree. I, I think wherever he lands, uh, whatever he does, and that's where he lands. Wherever he does, usually is uh, right there with quality. So I, I'm excited to see what this multi-plat uh, IP is going to be. Uh, obviously, I, I, and it's it's funny. Notice how in the press release he specifically says multi-platform game. So get, getting it out early that this is not going to be sucked up by PlayStation or Microsoft or be on PC. It's literally going to be everywhere. So whatever it's going to be, we're all going to get a chance to play it at some point. Folks, I, I want to move on to the big one of the bigger stories, folks. And uh, again, I'm not a lawyer, right? I, I, can, I can only go based on what has been put out there. And we have many people uh, that I that I depend on for this information. Uh, Post up is an, was one of the big ones. Hoglaw, who's back at full swing, doing what Hoglaw does. Uh, Foss patents has exploded on the scene. Uh, Dustin Legary, uh, listen, you know he's he's been out here uh, doing his thing. He's over one hundred one thousand subscribers on YouTube. Uh, really like what he does on his channel. Uh, he's constantly you know, uh, doing the work of the communities out there doing this stuff. So I go to a lot of places uh, to get this information. And we have learned, folks, that the FTC, man, they caught another bad one. Um, and I'm actually really happy about this. Uh, I have said for a while that, uh, look, Lena Khan's ideology is sound. You understand now, I don't agree with what she is doing and how she's doing it, but ultimately what she wants for us, the consumers, is extremely admirable. You, you can't argue that what she doesn't want to see happen is mega corporations like Apple, like Google, like Meta, like Microsoft 
just completely run the gant, the gauntlet or the gambit unchecked by government. Now, this is not going to turn into a governmental, you know, conversation, but the way that she is doing it, ignoring the rule of law, ignoring actual evidence is illegal. And well, it thanks to the Supreme Court, they agree. Uh, so I'm going to pull up the story that I added to the DM, and uh, this this it's it's a it's a really big deal, and it's such a big deal that uh, we've seen a significant amount of posts from Post Up. We've seen a significant amount of posts from Hogue Law and FOSS Patents on Twitter. Um, and uh, now I'm, I'm going to read a tweet from Hogue Law. Um, and uh, originally the story came the way of Kimberly Kimberly Robinson. Now I just want to pull up exactly who she is. She is a Supreme Court reporter uh, for at blah a blah uh, a b l a w, uh, and she posted that uh, SCOTUS hashtag SCOTUS say says. Uh, that they have challenged uh, to the FTC and SEC structure uh, and will continue in federal court. Uh, this is now, if you don't know who Axon is, Axon makes tasers for law enforcement. And uh, basically, they were going to acquire a company to, to better help their business. And the FTC got involved and uh, did something that they believed was. Um, uh, illegal where they uh what what the FTC's game is is they will sue you to block your merger and instead of it going directly to federal court for a judge or group of judges to decide on whether or not it is this merger should be passed or whether or not the complaint is valid from the FTC they circumvent that and send you to the lower courts that are run by the FTC. Uh, and you are held up at these lower courts for years. So the idea is they literally gum up your movement to the point where it's costing your company millions of dollars to fight this frivolous lawsuit. And then at some point, you just give up and you take your ball and you go home. Well, that's what they tried to do with Axon, and Axon sued them. Now, we learned about Axon suing the FTC last year, and we were waiting for their decision, meaning the Supreme Court's decision. And it was a unanimous decision where they ruled against the FTC. And according to Hogue Law, he says this, Axon decided in the Microsoft Activision news, Microsoft could conceivably bring a challenge to the entire concept of the FTC's administrative hearings, which is where it's currently up. He followed that up with uh, a couple of the posts, and he says this. I said it before, but I, it didn't make much sense to me for SCOTUS to pick up this case if, they, if, if it wasn't going to go this way, but still, you never know. And he goes on to say, um, the court is quite generous to the expertise of 2023's FTC. And they say this about them. The commission knows a good deal about uh, competition policy, but nothing special about the separation of powers. 
but not enough to prevent the commission from having another uh, another very bad day amidst a string of them. Yikes. Uh, and, you know, and again, that quote, the first quote comes away of, of <clears throat> excuse me, the Supreme Court. And then Hogue Law f- follows it up by saying, but not enough to prevent the commission from having another very bad day amidst a string of them. And they have had a bunch of bad days. So ultimately, like I said, I don't know. I don't know nothing about Axon. I, I'm a former law enforcement. I didn't, I didn't have a taser. So it, it doesn't really make much difference to me, but tasers are non-lethal and uh, they're, they're apparently a big company in the business. That's all I do know. But I want to, I want to bring this back around to ABK because we, many of us here in the chat, all thought that the potential failure of this deal was going to come the way of the CMA. And the CMA has moved Sony off the board. It appears uh, that they their only uh, concerns were cloud. Those have been apparently, uh, you know, uh, those concerns have been also wiped away with all the deals that Microsoft has done. Uh, the EU Commission uh, has rumored even like two or three weeks ago that they were going to pass the deal. Uh, Sony again moved off the board. No concern there. The FTC's case from the beginning seemed uh, very, very like hanging on a thread. This defeat for the FTC is monstrous. My question to the money man, Web Dave, who is our guy when it comes to knowing about the ins and outs of this business, uh, Dave, wh- how big, how devastating is this to the FTC? And more importantly, how important is this to Microsoft's bid for ABK? Well, it uh, I think it is actually a big deal. Um, it's uh, it's basically another loss for Lena uh, Khan. Uh, Sorry, Khan. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, so she uh, he is definitely um, batting a thousand, as it were, but in the wrong way. Yeah, um, uh, it's. I mean, you said at your point at the beginning, you know, that, you know, that she seems like she's, you know, on a just cause, but the way she's gone about it is absolutely wrong, unlawful, and yeah. and the courts are going to bear that out. They have already bared out a lot of this. So with that said, that now now that this is this has come to light, it's pretty much if Microsoft was even worried a little bit about you know how things would go i think once the other two fall into place and hopefully within the next week week and a half we're going to get the uh the next uh, shooter drop as it were and once that yeah. happens i think the domino is going to take effect and then the next one should should probably within a couple of weeks should probably fall um i mean get accepted and uh and then after that it'll be the ftc standing on an island all by themselves yeah, and, I mean, um, I think they're standing there now. I mean, true. we we have information this morning regarding South Africa. Yep. Uh, uh, and again, post up. I, I'll, I'll get to that in a second because the people are asking about that. Post up confirmed that it wasn't approved, but they simply uh, have given the okay for it to be approved with no concessions. We'll get to that in a second. But yep. you're absolutely right, Dave. Standing on an island by themselves is probably putting it nicely. <laughs> yeah, well, and 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 the and the thing is, they um, you know, 
she's she's kind of brought this on herself. I mean, she's trying to, if she's trying to make a name for herself, she's going about it the wrong way. And and if it's if she's trying to do uh I don't know, the Lord's work <laughs> as it were for uh for the uh for the party in power, um it's it's not uh, it's not looking good for her at all, especially, you know, considering there's and I'm, I'm not talking politics. I'm just saying, but there it's there's no Republicans on the board at all right now. That's a None. big problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a big problem. Yeah. There, there, there's so. there's going to be a big shakeup over there at, at the look. Look, I I want to I want to listen. This is not attacking Lena Khan as a person. She's very no. educated. OK, she's very, very educated. She's put in that re, in that position for because she was qualified. Her ideology, again, folks, is sound in wanting to protect the consumer. Her stubbornness, though, Dave. Yes. Her absolute stubbornness to wanting to do things her way and not use the, the rule of law is the big sticking point for me. Yeah, it's going to be her downfall. It's, it yes. really is going to be her downfall. And like you said, it's just uh, I'm still – I'd say – I know it's going to go through 100%. I know this is going to get done. But I'm hoping, and I'm probably 90% sure that it's going to get completed before um, June. I guess the, the, uh, yeah, the, the game show. Or not game show, but the. Uh, well, yeah. The not E3. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's hard to say. So we're going to say the showcase. <laughs> the not that's E3. The, yeah. So that, that's, what, that's what I'm hoping is that, uh, so that so the showcase can even really be wow. Even more so. I kind of just want this behind us. I, yeah. I know. I know. I mean, I, I, I. First of all, we got almost 500 people here, and everyone's excited Welcome. to talk about it, and it's fun. I, and I and I appreciate all the excitement behind it, but ultimately, I, I just want this to be done. Yep, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I, I like what you're putting down. Uh, I I think you're onto something, Dave. I, I think you. I think there is going to have to come a point within the next week or so. Where this loss, I mean, again, Lena Khan is head, she's the chairperson for the FTC. She mm -hmm. she ultimately is running the show. It's, it's her ship to float or sink. Does she have a boss? Well, technically, yes, it is the president of the United States. Uh, and there is going to be, I, I, I'm sure, and, and again, this is what this is, this is where the conundrum comes into. We just saw what happened with Japan a couple of weeks ago, right? Where government, both Democrats and Republicans, uh, were uh, were pushing the envelope for Japan to approve the deal, right? This is where this is where I hate this is why I hate government. Mm -hmm. They were pushing the envelope, uh, crazy Lou, to uh, to uh, to get this deal passed in Japan because Sony currently has a ninety eight percent to two ratio there so obviously they're trying to get the deal passed in japan because it's fair trade what shocks me and what has me scratching my head is if that in fact is the case and that is the case why hasn't lena khan bent the knee meaning that why hasn't someone like the president or the house said hey listen you're trying to block a deal that we just got approved in japan for, for for fair trade, what is happening here? There's nothing wrong with the deal. We've seen it's it's starting to come in left, right, and center. I'm actually surprised it hasn't happened. Where they're like, we're just going to come up with the concessions of cloud and and we're going to remove. Them. I, I I don't know if this is a prideful thing, Crazy Lou Gaming, or what. But to me, it seems strange. 
This is this is what this is the part what I don't get. You got you, you went straight to the point of Japan, which I was going to bring this into discussion. Yeah. What I find what I find that's incredible. We talk about the FTC. The FTC is part of the United States, and we're talking about an American company that is going out there to get on acquire another company, which is going to open more job opportunities for more developers, more stuff, and and of course we're going to see stuff going to happen after this deal gets done because i mean after what microsoft has been showing especially with their development program and everything that's been going on they're trying to get more jobs and more developers and more people into gaming so this is this is what i this is something that i scratched my head of and and i'm, I'm just like you okay japan goes ahead and approves the deal like okay yeah no problem i mean what they're doing is not competition yet over here in the states you are trying to stop this deal. You are trying not to let it go. You're not, you're trying to just to, you're just trying to, to, I don't, I don't understand why you have like such this, this, I feel like it's like a revenge thing. I don't know. I feel like she's, she's trying to, to be like, yes, I am the, the big thing here. And if I don't, if I say no, it's no yet they have been taking losses after losses after losses everybody is suing them everybody's mad the way they're working over there in the states i mean if they don't sit down and restructure or fix this i mean it's it's a bad thing okay i understand you guys have questions that is true all of us have questions i mean if i was on their side i would have questions just like the eu commission did just like the um a bunch of guys you know a bunch of regulators did and the eu commission got their questions answered and look at them right now they're actually happy with the deal i mean they're they're saying hey you know we're liking the way this thing is sounding and we're liking how it, it this this deal is going so basically one of these days and we're crossing fingers we're probably going to see the eu approve and say yeah go for it why not so i don't understand why in the united states you know ftc is saying no we're not going to let this go through we want to sue want to stop this yet they have done it to a bunch of other companies they wanted to stop meta they want to stop all this stuff and again you guys will keep getting sued you guys are doing such an awful job over there i think they need like a little bit of restructuring and, and, and get themselves fixed i mean that's what i'm seeing you know after i read all these articles of on how everybody's just pretty much all these companies are mad on how these regulators are working over there. They're not being fair. I mean, sit down, read the content, read what Microsoft is giving you. If you gotta ask questions, ask all the questions you want because hey, they're open to answer any questions you guys want to be answered. But just don't go out there and say, hey, I'm just gonna sue you, I'm just gonna stop this deal. Like I said, EU read it, EU listened to other developers, EU listened to other, a, a, a bunch of other people and they noticed that other developers have been you know wanting for another company to come out and compete because they are pretty tired and it seems after what i read i'm just saying after what i read this is my opinion and I, i'm reading that they're pretty tired on sony shenanigans and how they want to you know um ah on how they want to handle business they want to look for another company that can compete so they can do business with them and feel happy and comfortable and that way they can negotiate between sony and microsoft and establish new boundaries for them in order to to be successful so like i said i still understand why the ftc is trying to stop this i still understand why they they, they they're trying to do this instead of sitting down reading what they have and that's something they gotta do because hey everybody's doing it and everybody's happy south africa approved today japan approved a bunch of other countries have approved ftc why not approve for a company that's in your country 
why not? That's something I don't get. Yeah, I agree. And you know, being that you brought up South Africa, let me just let me just uh, read uh, just an update from a post up who put this out about an hour ago. Uh, he says, "Just want to make sure that I'm putting it out there, putting out the correct information." The Competition Commission of South Africa investigates all mergers in respect of mergers classified as small or intermediate. The commission approves or prohibits the merger from following uh, f- following an investigation. In the case of Microsoft Activision merger, is very large and complex. The commission recommends approval or denial to the competition tribunal. It is the competition's tribunal that will actually approve or deny this merger. And this is what this is coming directly from the uh, commission, uh, competition commission. In respect of large mergers, the commission recommends approval. Oh, no, he actually, I read that. I'm sorry. A approval. Uh, this, this is the breakdown of exactly what they do. In respect of large mergers, the commission recommends approval or prohibits, uh, or prohibits uh, of, the, of the merger to the competition tribunal. Appeals from the tribunal decided by the competition appeal court, the CAC, in circumstances where the merger raises constitutional issues or an arguable point of law of general public importance. Now, this is what uh, the commission has said and has put forth out there. The commission has recommended that the competition tribunal approve the proposed transaction uh, um, whereby uh, Anchorage intends to acquire Activision without conditions. And uh, And he confirms that although not formally approved yet, it is good as done just just so again it's not approved yet they have the the commission has said to the tribunal that it should go through and according to post up it's good as done so take that for whatever it's worth whether you believe that i believe it's done it's a done deal in south africa uh, but i do want to bring in fuzzy belvedere mm-hmm. and get your hot take on this um this is a big deal uh, like I said, uh, I, I like I ultimately uh, I think if stubbornness is at the center or the core of why the FTC continues this is continuing this lawsuit, which does not have a leg to stand on, it is going to cost Lena, jo- Lena Khan her job. There's just no doubt about it. Uh, the fact that there are no representation from the Republican Party says a lot. Uh, the fact that we're seeing the most stout of of regulators in the CMA take Sony's complaints and completely move them off the board says that Sony really didn't have a leg to stand on. The fact that the FTC, as of today, has not uh, accepted and pulled back this lawsuit, knowing that they just lost a major, major case uh, with with Axon, I I don't know what is happening, but it's not good. What 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 ultimately you think is going to happen? I, it, it's tough to say, but I would say Lena Khan's and any political career aspirations she had will pretty much, and unless you know human memory you know <laughs> fails us, you know ten twenty years down the road whatever political ambition she was going for pretty much going to be, you know, squashed at this point. 
I, I think the big thing is, and, and not to turn it political or anything like that, but I, I hate when we waste our taxpaying dollars on stuff that could be put to better use. Like there are better cases to fight or to litigate <laughs> in government. This just isn't one of them. Like th there are so many other things where the consumer is at uh, greater danger or, or at, you know, uh, a bigger loss in comparison. Like we, we still don't have um, like the a la carte cable in the U S like Canada has had it for pretty much uh, almost two decades now. We still can't agree to do that because, you know, politicians have, you know, their hand or the cable companies have their lobbyists in the politicians pockets. So it's, yeah. it, there's just so much wasted time and, and energy on things that just aren't that serious, I guess you could say. And it, it, at this point, I, I think what's going to wind up happening is that when the other two major ones, the the CMA and the EU, um, uh, wind up approving this, then it's just going to come down to, okay, well, they're going to close the deal more than likely because the more and more as time passes, I, I think closing the deal over top of the FTC is probably the route that they'll go. Right. Knowing that the FTC is going to have to cave, they they've asked for more funding as far as for the budget for next year. They they're you know trying to fight a battle or or run out a clock where the the particular company is probably one of the richest companies in the world. So you're you're not going to run the clock out like you could on the smaller company. And that smaller company that you try to do it on took you to court and won. So it, I I think. There's going to be some changes possibly come, you know, prior to the next election. Uh, I, I don't know if Lena Khan will be, um, you know, still in, in the position she's in. They're, they're going to have to make some changes over there to, to kind of, well, I guess the drawback is I don't, outside of gamers, I don't know if any of the other, pub, the rest of the, the public is really watching what the FTC is doing, but like I said, there's so many other things, whether it be net neutrality stuff or, or, you know, just other consumer related things, privacy protection, identity theft related things that, that the FTC could be, you know, pushing these companies to focus on as opposed to trying to block a deal just because it happens to be more than a couple billion dollars. And, you know, we can't have big companies becoming bigger companies or whatever the case may be. I mean, yeah. I understand that that thought process that you don't want to make things to the point where it's too big to fail, like we've had in, <laughs> back when the recession in 08 and stuff like that. But but this isn't really that that scenario like the auto industry is a little bit of a different you know, deal and the banking industry, it still has its problems even to this oh, day. Yes. Uh, so it's it, it. I don't know. Hopefully cooler heads prevail. Once the other two, uh, you know, give their approval, hopefully the FTC at least comes to the table to kind of save face as yeah. opposed to drawing it out any further. That, that's all I got. Uh, I, you know, I, I got one more thing to throw in there. Sure. Um, throw it in here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be said. Yeah. Well, no, that's fine. Listen, I, I appreciate I, I appreciate the antics, Dave. That's that's why we love having you on the on, well, on thanks, the panel. Uh, but listen, <laughs> let me let me catch up on the super chats, and we'll get everyone out of here. Hopefully, you enjoyed the uh, the, the show uh, enough. And again, 
news is kind of slowing down a little bit. We did have some some breaking stuff happen live on the air. We were going to talk about Square, but we ran out of time, folks. So I will then move that Square conversation to tomorrow's Xbox Factor podcast. Uh, and we're going to break down why Square just continues to step on the rakes. Um, I don't understand um, what is happening. I do understand that it, it, there, there's big business. I'm a little I'm a little confused of what could have possibly happened between Xbox and Square where uh, it appeared that there was a good working relationship. Obviously, uh, Octopath Traveler 1 uh, released originally as a uh, Switch exclusive, then was released on the PlayStation 5 uh, and then the Xbox series. Came into Xbox Game Pass, which was great. Uh, and I, I would imagine that was that followed the success of Outriders, which was a day-and-date release uh, and did very well. Square commented on it many times. Uh, so I don't know why they have completely, uh, you know, again, I'm going to read the article verbatim. Apparently, Sony wasn't the cause of Final Fantasy 16 staying exclusive. At least that is what's being reported. You know, I, I don't know so much about that. But again, we'll, we'll get into that tomorrow. Uh, Drawn TJ, generous friend of the program, dropped a $5 super chat when we opened up and said, Morning, guys. Everyone, please hit the like button. Hoke has said after the ABK deal, they could buy WB, then buy another publisher. I mean, Hoke knows his stuff. WB is that's a big undertaking, folks. Uh, I don't know if it's WB or it's Netflix or whatever, but I can imagine that their next move, at least in my opinion, is going to be in Japan. Now, now is the time to go for something in Japan. Uh, I I know a lot of people. A lot of people want to be petty and say they should buy Square Enix, so they don't have a problem. I don't know if I want Square Enix. I, I just I'm not a big fan of their work, and I'm not a fan of their developers, especially when they start talking dumb stuff, which they have done in the past. Uh, but uh, thanks for that, brother Sith Lord, who's been a channel member uh, uh, and a good friend to the channel. Uh, uh, says, hey guys, I said hi to you, boom, on ILP, but you uh, but they didn't read it until later. And unfortunately, he got COVID a second time in a year. It sucks. Hopefully, all is well. Stay healthy. Well, first of all, brother, thank you so much for being here, and hopefully, uh, health and wealth for you. Uh, that you, you know, you, that even though you, you got COVID again, it doesn't. It, it, it's not too uh, debilitating for you. Uh, so get well, brother. Um, Sir X Man drops a two dollars super chat and says. The game reminds me of Shadow Warriors. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a that's a great comparison. Highlander 001 drops a two dollars super chat and says Brad Smith is on the board of directors at Netflix. Uh, I did not even know that. <laughs> well, there you go, another plant, as they would, as, as they say. Um, oh, here we go. Brett Bingham, who's been a channel member for six months, drops a two dollars super chat and says, "Hey, boom." Who are the moles at Sega? Interesting. There's probably quite a few. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, wow. Crazy Lou, I cannot believe I missed this. Are you okay, sir? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. No worries. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, I'm according, good. according to Crazy Lou, who stayed on while there was an earthquake, folks, yeah. in his, his region. So thank God you're okay, buddy. Yeah. Um, uh, Brett Brigham drops a $5 super chat and says, Lena Khan thinks that she is Batman. But she is turning into um, Anakin. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> Drawn TJ drops a two dollars super chat and says, "Do you think Microsoft might want Sega?" Uh, yeah, I do, but I don't know if that's the next move for them. Sega would be a good. That'd be a good. That'd be a big get. 
Sega just actually got confirmed that they're buying. Uh, it was originally what it was going to be. It was originally reported at one billion dollars that they were going to purchase uh, the Angry Birds uh, uh, developer and uh, owner of the IP, but it's for $725 million, I think they are set to acquire uh, Rovio, uh, which is it's good for them. They're going to make their, they're gonna make it into something special, and they have a big IP. I mean, Angry Birds hasn't been popular in a very long time, but uh, who knows? There's, there's reasons why they're buying them, and who knows? You might see some Angry Birds in, in Sonic. That would be kind of cool. Uh, let's see. We also have my name is Mud. Hey, welcome to the program, brother. He drops um, a two dollars super chance. Are you guys going to talk about Sega acquiring uh, 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 Ravio? We are, but it's going to be on tomorrow's Xbox Factor podcast. Uh, I, that story just broke today about how much. I want to read up on it before we can talk about it. So we'll talk about that and a few other things. Uh, tomorrow on uh, the Xbox Factor podcast at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But let's get to the outros. Web Dave, we'll start first with you, brother. Another fantastic Gamers Council podcast with uh, a very special guest and uh, a, a newcomer to the community, Kaysante. Of course, you know I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> that, that was a great. It was a great show. I hung out with you guys for a little bit. Uh, a lot of great comments from the community, of course. And you dropped an amazing. A one-on-one with post up someone that i think everyone should follow the guy is like i tell you he's sharp as attack and he's always on uh, you know uh giving us the hot hot takes and when he's and what i love about the work that he does is that he goes out of his way to like i read to explain exactly what is happening in layman terms so it's so we understand what's happening brother talk about it tell your brand uh- Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I just dropped a link in the chat. If everybody can do me a favor and jump over to my channel when you get a chance and subscribe, greatly appreciate that. Um, we're at think seven thirty right now, so we're on our way to a thousand. So. We are going to get you to one k, brother. And what if you're say? not subscribed, yes, please get over there and subscribe because he's done. Dave does a lot of great work on his channel, especially the one on ones. He's interviewed pretty much everyone. <laughs> Got a bunch over sixty now in the can, and and more coming. So. Uh, but yeah, post up was was a great interview, and uh, before that, I uh, had um, a Luke Steele, and uh, I've had a lot of great uh, interviews. Um, uh, you've been on there, Crazy Lou's on there, Fuzzy, and so many more. Um, most of the Iron Lords have been on there. Uh, Lord Sovereign was one uh, from last week, and um, and it was it's it's um it's a blessing. It really is. I, I enjoy it uh, talking to them and uh, to everybody, and it kind of gets a little more just a little more insight you know, to what people are doing. And, and I enjoy that. And thank you so much for having me on boom. And there was also a, a member message. I wanted to make sure that you, uh, that you yeah. picked up. Yeah. Got dropped there. Yep. Thank you. Eternal. Should I good friend of the program has been a channel member for six months says, Oh, actually 11 months. So thank you so much for that brother. He says, great show. Boom and panel. Well, thank you, brother. We're glad that we entertained you. And I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And thank you for the very kind words crazy lou gaming uh thankfully you're okay and you're still here sell your brand brother talk about the xbox international podcast where they can subscribe and more importantly see you potentially without pants on twitter (laughs) (laughs) you guys can find me at crazy lou gaming on twitter right say my good morning say all my stuff and everything hanging out with you guys here 12 at noonish at the xbox lunch week special also on Tuesdays, playing with crazy, where I play scary games. I'm lately playing Resident Evil 4, which uh it's not that scary. I wish it was a little bit more scary, but 
yeah, I'm just I'm gonna get through it, just gonna beat it. Second jump to another game called Demonologist, which I saw a trailer about it, and man, that looks scary. That looks scary. That that definitely looks scary. That one, yeah. Sure. Yes, yes, yes. And that's the one I'm gonna be playing, so everybody can laugh at me when I, you know, jump out of my uh, chair and everything. You know, that's what everybody loves. And also, you can and also Wednesdays at the Xbox International Podcast, 7 p.m. in T with. My brother Silent Sad for the Big Plume and Sour Blow. And I have to announce one last thing, and this is for the Spanish community. Xbox International Espanol is coming soon, May the 5th. Nice. So tune in, May the 5th at 7 p.m. I will put on the channel later on. Uh, uh, Hero, drop it by. So everybody who speaks Spanish wants to join and subscribe. It's going to be there, the link. Sooner or later, I will drop it. I think I will drop it next week. But hey, that's where you can find me. Thank you all. Thank you, Mr. Boom. Great show today. It was a lot of fun, even though I had a little small earthquake here. I was about to run, but <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. That's a good. That's a good day to start that on, man. Yeah, that's a good day. Yes, that's a good day, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely, <laughs> brother. Uh, listen, uh, it's great to have you a part of the show, uh, and I love what the work that you're doing over at the Xbox International Podcast, and can't wait to see the growth and success. You guys hit 1K uh, earlier last month, and we want to see you continue to grow. And uh, so thank you for being a part of this each and every week. Last in no way least, Fuzzy Belvedere, we need to get your channel to 1K, bro. Uh, talk about the best place for everything and anything in racing uh, on YouTube. And more importantly, where could people reach out to you on social media? Oh, just one. Thank you for having me on. It was awesome being on here with you guys. And, uh, you know, glad Louie is uh, safe with uh, after surviving that earthquake hopefully hopefully that's it for today no more tremors or anything like that but uh man oh and sith lord speed recovery man hopefully you get through this a little bit smoother than uh previously and stuff yeah but, uh man thanks for everybody coming out and watching us live and those that'll catch us on replay for those that want to hear my rambles and rants and whatnot about anything gaming, including the Forza image leaks recently, just follow me on Twitter at fuzzy yeah. underscore Belvedere. Uh, and then YouTube, just fuzzy Belvedere. Where I, I'm definitely going to have to do a lot more content before we do the big push for a thousand. But uh, man, just awesome being here with you guys and look forward to seeing everybody back here on uh, Expo. <laughs> breakfast with boom yeah, uh, on uh, yep. friday at 10 a.m eastern Standard time look forward to seeing yep. you there thanks brother definitely appreciate that and of course i want to thank all the super chats that came in today as always and the channel memberships they help more than you possibly know and of course you know i wouldn't close out any show without saying something that i learned as a very young lad and i think that it better it made me the man that i am today folks uh my dad taught me this and he used to say son Treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, Craig. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Lunch Break Special. Hey.